Welcome back to another podcast, you guys. Today I'm back with the top of you. Hi, guys. It's good to be here. Thanks it for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Yes. Today we're going to be talking about She-Hulk, Attorney yeah. at Law, the first three episodes. Yes. Yes. I guess we could just kind of dive into it. I have many differing opinions just throughout watching it. I don't hate it, and I don't love it. Yeah, that's actually funny. That seems to be kind of my reaction to it as well. It, I feel like the way I'm, I think about the show is changing kind of constantly, you know? Um, yeah. I also don't have, like, I, I'm going to watch the whole thing, and I, I also don't hate it, also don't love it. But I, yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, the first episode, uh, we see Jennifer Walters breaking the fourth wall immediately in the first scene, which is a nice setup for the rest of the show. It's very much like uh, the comics. She's a lot like uh, Deadpool in that way. We're fourth wall breaking, basically. Yeah. Um, she said she, she says that we won't pay attention to her lawyer show unless we see how she became She-Hulk, which is very true. Mm-hmm. We see Bruce and Jen on a road trip, and Bruce's arm has a device that uh, is healing him from the snap that he made in Endgame. Right. He had his arm in a sling in Shang-Chi, so he's slowly been getting better, I guess. Which is cool to see, because... It means that that type of damage is somehow somewhat reversible or can heal it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's nice. <laughs> Please. The MCD needs him. The question of Steve Rogers being a virgin was answered. Yeah, we didn't I... really need it answered. Right. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Do you know who specifically came up with this idea of answering that question? This concerned me. (laughs) Who? Kevin Feige. He personally came up with this. Really? Yes. Wow. That surprises me a lot. (laughs) How far the MCU has fallen. Yeah. What the like heck? I, was, I didn't I didn't laugh in that scene. You know, I, no. I wasn't like, oh uh-huh. like my roommates did. I think it is also different when you're watching with other people. It's a little different atmosphere, but a little more enjoyable. Yeah, I was surprised that they even did that for the post credits. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird that he specifically came up with the head of Marvel? Yeah. Like it could have been anyone. The man in charge. <laughs> a random ship from Sakar appears in front of their car, and Jen drives off the road. That was really interesting. The ship from Sakar could be setting up a World War Hulk. Hulk said that they were trying to deliver a message, which we may find out about later in the show, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. There's a theory that this message that they're trying to send is that he has a son named oh yeah we were we you said that the other day i was very confused because they established in the 2008 hulk that he can't have a son with a (laughs) a human woman because he would just 
absolutely kill her from the inside. <laughs> Destroy her organs and stuff like that. So I'm not sure so how this occurred. Oh, I'm sure how this occurred. In Sakar. Yeah. Yeah, like, with like a, another alien. Ooh. Oh, you're just saying like a human can't, but like yeah. But the Hulk can with another like super powered, super whatever creature. Right. Interesting. Who so is it? The kid, the kid in the comics. Valkyrie. Hey, yo. <laughs> she can probably take it. She's a, um, she's a Valkyrie. Whatever. His <laughs> son is Megan the Stallion. <laughs> His son is actually named Scar. And he's causing issues on Sakaar in the comics. And that kind of like sets up World War Hulk. Apparently their relationship is a lot like Cap and Bucky. Where he's like protecting him from people trying to get Scar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess. Interesting. Um, Yeah. But Bruce cuts his arm. And tells Jen to stay away from him so that his blood doesn't get mixed with hers. It does anyway. She becomes She-Hulk. Jen gets catcalled by some men at one point and transforms into She-Hulk. But Hulk shuts it down before it gets out of control. (laughs) I do like the feminism in this show a lot. But sometimes it's a little too on the nose. Do you know what I mean? So, like I did get that feeling at some points, but I also really appreciate that they're doing that because oh, yeah. it's important that they do that. Which it parts is. have you been like, oh, it's a little too much? I wish they didn't overdo it like they have been though. Like it okay. does occur, and the way they've been doing it hasn't been like natural. I feel like for example, sometimes I felt like yeah. For example, this like- one guy at the bar went up to Jen and said, there's a hot chick over there. I'm going to go talk to it. I'm like, no one talks like that. Right. Yeah. I get the I point like they're trying to. The nice thing that they did about the anger like that, that was really nice. The fact that she can yeah. control. It. I don't think she's like a, people are like, oh, why is she so much better than the Hulk? But it's, it's such a good commentary on how people that handle is- emotions and how socially has been. People haven't really done much about how men, you know, let out their emotions, their anger, their whatever, their even people that like catcall instead of keeping things to themselves, they can't, you know, they they think it's okay to just talk whatever, you know, which comes, which is basically comes down to a lot of harassment that women have like experienced, and it it's also something that people talk about. Like, women being emotional, which is, you know, not true. Like, the way that they... I'm glad in this show they're talking about how she can handle her her anger a lot more than Bruce. Right. Because, you know, being a woman in this world, to be quite honest, is... Like, from from what I can see, is, like, just a huge daily test, you know? Like, you're... Right. From what I see, it's, like... You have to have a lot more maturity than than other than than men, because yeah. No, I definitely do give respect how they've been handling that part of it, at least. Um, yeah. 
I do like uh, how she can handle her emotions better than Bruce. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to see her transform back and forth like at will. And he's like, whoa, this is completely new territory. Am I jealous? <laughs> he's green. <Ugh>. All right. <laughs> Bruce takes a gen to his Hulk retreat that Tony Stark built for him so that he could control his anger better. But this is how he became a Professor Hulk for Endgame. Bruce and Tony built a bar together at the retreat, but Tony apparently would just complain about Steve and drink. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Like, I, I thought that was funny when he said that. <laughs> that made me miss Tony. <laughs> what? That made me miss Tony. Bruce was able to completely heal himself after he studied Jen's blood, which is cool. Good concept. She-Hulk mostly has full control. Bruce is jealous of this because he had to deal with this for years. He asked her yeah. if it was like, if it felt like there was another hand on the wheel. Instead of getting an alter ego, you know, she gained the ability to break the fourth wall, which the Hulk does, can't do. So, Also funny, yeah. Hulk trained She-Hulk with her abilities a little bit, which is a cool sequence. Mm -hmm. Then they have a little fight sequence at one point. <laughs> She learns how to thunderclap during it. That was really they cool. Also, <laughs> mm -hmm. They also break the bar and try to rebuild it. Jen goes back to lawyering, and Titania breaks into the courtroom during her one case, so she's forced to transform into She-Hulk to save everyone. I still don't understand why she broke into yeah, that courtroom. Do <laughs> you know why she did that <laughs> no there's no reason for her to be there so confused it's like there needed to be plots Kevin Feige's like we'll have a woman jump through the wall of the courtroom <laughs> I can't wait for the pitch meeting for this. Uh, did you see the 300 <laughs> pitch meeting he paired up with Honest Trailers. Yeah. They did an Honest Trailers for the pitch meeting. It was very, very nice. Oh my god, yeah. that's funny. It came out last week, I think, or this week. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I'll have to check it out. She-Hulk's yeah. debut in court gets televised, and she's officially branded the name She-Hulk she in the second episode now. Jen gets fired from her job and struggles to find a new one. She's scrolling for different jobs, and when she's on her laptop, we actually get a lot of Easter eggs. Oh, yeah? Yes. Including the Iron Man 3s, which was a shoe brand. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> that remember that. Laugh. There's also an article that seems to be referencing the end of Eternals. It says, why oh. is there a giant head... Why, why there's a giant statue of a man sticking out of the ocean. <laughs> Bro. But the best one I say for last, I don't know if I talked to you about this yet, but there is also an article that seems to be referencing a certain character. Man fights with metal claws in a bar brawl. Oh. Wolverine? Oh, interesting. 
Metal Claws. I was thinking Black Panther, but that makes more sense with where we're headed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if he would, like, show up in the show, but it's just cool to know that he's out there. Yeah. Jen visits her family for dinner, and her dad asks if Hawkeye collects his arrows after firing them. It's <laughs> a question a lot of people ask. Oh, yeah. Jen gets offered a job by Holden as a superhero lawyer. He wants her to appear at She-Hulk in court. So, it's also, like, demoralizing even further as a woman, but also now as a superhero, she can't... (laughs) They'd rather see the superhero side of her than herself. Like, as a lawyer, yeah. It's very odd. But it's a nice concept, I guess, for the yeah. for what they're trying to bring across to audiences. I also didn't get why she has to be in Hulk form all the time. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. You know, they like don't want to look at her. <laughs> His coworker, uh, Pug. I recognized him from Arrow, but nothing else. Uh-huh. He's funny sometimes. That's all I got. Pug is the one with the that told him about the bathroom and stuff. Best bathroom to poop. Y- y- maybe. But that was first thing. I did laugh at that too. <laughs> Jen gets assigned Emil Blonsky as her first case. The abomination from the Incredible Hulk. They're actually making this movie like important now. <laughs> we saw Wong take a meal to the same supermax prison before in Shang-Chi. So, uh, we're actually a couple of uh, Silence of the Lambs references when she was going to see a meal. Yeah. Like right beforehand, she asked if there were going to be some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> Have you seen Silence of the Lambs? It's clips here and there. I've seen that. Are, are they referencing that? I think I've seen the whole interaction of Clarice and Hannibal in that prison scene. But not the whole movie. That's the important part. Whenever <laughs> he bites somebody's ear. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say Anthony Hopkins has just something about him that makes it perfect for him to play Hannibal. I don't know why. Yeah, he's got that creepy presence. It's one of the best yeah. roles of all time. Yes. But Brian very different from how he was in The Incredible Hulk. He's a fun character yes. now. Yes. He thought he was going to be like Captain America when he was given Hulk serum, but everything went wrong for him. I never like and thought of it in that way. That he yeah. Was trying to be a good guy. Exactly. It's just like, oh, I I hope you watch CB sometime soon and we can do a podcast. Because <laughs> I remember one of the lines from the movie, it's such a good line. Um, it's talking about like, I'm not going to talk too much about it because it has to do with uh, what the movie is going for. But th- there's a line that's like, um, you, can be a, you can be a hero and still be wrong, which is really nice. <laughs> Especially when you look at, you know, history and stuff like that. So, Jen calls Bruce to check if it's okay to take a meal on as a client. 
And he says it's fine and that the situation was a long time ago, which is funny. He said he was a completely different person then. <laughs> which... And then she was like, ha Oh, yeah, that back was... then I was Edward Norton, by the way. <laughs> Although he's on a Sakarian ship in outer space at the moment, flying somewhere, supposedly Sakar. Sakar. Jen sees that Abomination has broken out of prison and was in a cage fight. It was the same scene we saw in Shang-Chi. Yep. Oh, yeah. With the Sicarian ship. I didn't realize that the deleted scene with the Grandmaster and Thor Love and Thunder, they, like, filmed a scene with him and then took it out. But the scene they had was gore killing him. Really? I didn't realize that was a thing. The Grandmaster? He died off screen? Yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. Are they, I, I don't know I if they do canon. it. Right, yeah. It must not be yet. Wow. But Grandmaster is like that's gone. The point. Yeah. So if the so I don't know who's in charge of Sakaar if Grandmaster's dead. Right, so if the Grandma, Grandmaster is considered a god, then so is the Collector, right? Oh, God. <laughs> The collector takes over Sakar. In the third episode, though, Jen gets very upset with Abomination after hearing he broke out. He says he chooses not to become the Abomination, but still does when he's called to. <laughs> Wong was the one who broke him out, and Jen tries to get in contact with him. We actually see his like LinkedIn profile or whatever. Did you take a gander at that? Yeah, it's, I, I saw, he was like, um, what do you work, he worked at Semmer for like seven years as a, what was it, like, um, not a barista, what was it? He was a target sales associate for nine yeah. years, <laughs> nine and years. then he was a librarian at Camartage for Camartage. 11 <laughs> and, now and now he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Why would you put that Imagine on Imagine having that on your... <laughs> yeah, what do, you, profile. what do you do where do you go from there <laughs> man I wonder if there are any sorcerer supremes on LinkedIn that I can connect <laughs> with maybe Jen breaks the fourth wall and says not to expect cameos every week but Wong is indeed here Dennis, Jen's co-worker, is conned by a light elf, not a dark elf, the opposite of the bad guys in the dark, dark world. world. Yeah. There's a light. <laughs> but it's from New Asgard. It convinces him that uh, she's Megan the Stallion and gave her a bunch of money and bought her a sedan. Right. And I don't really know why this was in the show. Yeah, same. That was That was very questionable. Like, what's the point? Hmm? It is a lawyer ship. Yeah, I guess they need <laughs> something. Yeah. They gotta do some lawyering. Yeah. I was a little confused why Wong was training Abomination, though. We don't really get answers for that. That's, yeah. What's like, the what reason? were they doing? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why was he breaking a random person out of jail to fight him? I don't, yeah. What? Really don't know. 
<laughs> Emil Blonsky is set free anyway in this episode. But will he become a part of the Thunderbolts? Maybe. Maybe. Valentina already recruited Yelena and John Walker, but that's about it so far. We do know that the Red Guardian and Ghost are going to be in it too. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Red Guardian. Hopper in the MCU again? I forget that he's in it sometimes. <laughs> He hops from franchise to franchise. Wong suggests putting Abomination in the mirror and shadow dimensions at one point. But like, if he was just going to put him in those dimensions, I I still don't know what the point was of breaking him out and fighting him. Right, because did he need money? Like, did he need him at all? Emil Blonsky? But then if he didn't need him and said that he could just throw him in the mirror dimension. That's so weird. Maybe he was trying to like study him by fighting him? I don't know. It is a mystery. Maybe we'll get answers, but I highly doubt it. I doubt it too. (laughs) The light elf says in court that Asgard is not a place. It's a people. Wong reveals that he had offered a space for him at Kamartage, but Abomination stayed in prison to run out his sentence. But once again, I don't know the relationship. Jen helps Pug with Megan the Stallion, and she even appears in court. The end credit scene with She-Hulk and her twerking together was something. Yeah. I... Didn't even know how to bring this up. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even know how to... Like, I was just like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) There are no words for that. I was just like, why? I was just saying, nothing against twerking. I was just very confused as to why that was in it. Why that choice. Um, Oh, yeah. Someone on Twitter was saying, (laughs) you men wouldn't be angry about this if it was Deadpool. Like if what you mean like if it, if it was her twerking next to Deadpool, like She Hulk and Deadpool twerking? No, no, no. If it was Megan the Stallion and Deadpool instead of yeah, She Hulk, that's so true. Not because it's a man, just because it's Deadpool, <laughs> and as the <laughs> does. Um, right. We haven't gotten there yet. She Hulk. Yeah, and somebody was brought a good point. They were talking about how she was really upset about how she wanted to be respected at work and taken seriously, and it felt like she wasn't. And yeah. then she was like, twerk. <laughs> at work. You can't have it both ways. Because, I don't know. Like, do what you want, I guess, and twerk in fun times. But <laughs> it just felt out of character for her as what she was trying to convey on at the workplace. But yeah, if Deadpool was twerking, I don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't have been angry. More to it too. I feel like he would be talking about something. He would say a quippy something. Joe right, it wouldn't just be his duty. Twerking. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> it, it's funny though that kind of true (laughs) Tatiana Maslany the actress who plays Jennifer Walters she said that this was the highlight of her acting career I'm not kidding which one the one 
plays Titania? No, the one who plays She-Hulk. Oh, oh, okay. This was the twerking with Megan Thee Stallion was the highlight of her career. She said she is a huge Megan Thee Stallion fan, apparently. Oh, then that's that makes sense. Okay, but like. It still feels like they just put it in because Tatiana Maslany likes Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, maybe. Now that she said that, makes me think. Like, what? How did we get here? I remember seeing articles, too, that said, like, a couple days before, that Megan Thee Stallion will be in the MCU. And I was like, what? And then (laughs) it made a lot more sense. She-Hulk gets attacked by a group of people called the Wrecking Crew, who she beats easily. The Wrecking Crew seem to be working for someone else, so that'll definitely come up again. They were trying to get her blood. I don't know. Someone had a theory it was the Hood. He's supposed to be the bad guy in Ironheart. And that's played by Anthony Ramos. (laughs) You're like, at this point, whatever. Yeah. No, I was just thinking it was funny, the hood. It just reminded me of. No, but that's all I got on She-Hulk. The first three episodes, at least. Not a bad show. Not a great show. It's just kind of a show. Does it need to happen? Probably not as long as it's going. Because I feel like... I feel like, aside from Loki and Moon Knight... That's it. I feel like some of these shows have been excuses to move phase four forward. Not as like this is this is phase four. This is what we're doing. It's like I need this to get to that to get to that, you know? Right. Introduce this and to make this happen. And it feels like the projects are less alive, less themselves, the less I don't feel like a lot of passion from the producers for each of these shows. Again, other than Loki, other than Moon Knight. And it's... Yeah. It kind of sucks to see, because that's the point where, to me, that's how I see Star Wars after it went to Disney, you know? There are a few exceptions to me. Rogue One is still one of my favorite Star Wars movies, and uh, loved Obi-Wan. But it just feels like something that is hard to escape nowadays with over-commercialization of these um, intellectual properties. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones will be that soon. That's what I'm thinking. I feel like every, and this is something that I want to, to the best of my ability, I wonder how I'm going to do that once I start creating my stories and eventually animation. Because, like, I love how Avatar: The Last Airbender has has three seasons, and that's it for that's it for Avatar: The Last Airbender. Core, like Breaking Dead, five seasons. Breaking Bad, like, and then. You know, there's Better Call Saul, but that's that's different because it's not like they're trying to make a franchise and pull out stuff all the time. And I wonder how it's going to be with Avatar Studios because they want to make different projects with uh, different characters. And there are a lot of books, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, the Rise of Kyoshi, and there's the stuff from after Atla and Spongebob. But it's, Steven it's all going to be oversaturated eventually. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everything is going to be developed into a franchise now. Or a show. Or a show. And I don't know, man. Maybe that's just what's going to happen. Maybe that's just the natural next step in entertainment. But 
part of me likes the finality of this is it it's done like we're not gonna get a godfather 4 thank god and i don't i wouldn't want that you know? <sighs> oh you would want that no i'm just saying i wouldn't be surprised if it happens yeah because you know i like i love Kung yeah. Panda, the trilogy and they're 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 coming out with a fourth one which i'm very mixed feelings about because i'm sure they have a story though because they haven't like, made a movie for another one out with that they what? haven't made another movie in that franchise for it's an eight that's what i'm saying gap. i feel like that's the way to go like they, they probably have a good reason to do it again I didn't yeah. like the show. I watched like one episode. I didn't like the show. Halls of Destiny or whatever it came out on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. But I feel like to pull out I don't a movie think is connected. Like, I don't think the show and the movie are connected, thank God. Oh, good. Because I feel like that's the better way to do it. Like, It's not like you don't do sequels. It's not like you don't. You can't do... As long as you do it for the right reasons. Like Avatar, the blue people, is coming out this year. After 12 years, they're like Incredibles 2. I'm not saying it has to be like an 11 year wait, but at least, I don't know. At least think before you do. Think before you do. Inside Out 2. I'm excited for that, actually. But anyway, anything else you wanted to talk about on She Hulk? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on again, and we'll have to do a She Hulk. Four through six next. Yes. Let's do it. Thanks so much for having me, man. It's always good to be here and talk with you. Oh, with everybody it's always nice to talk with you too. And the people, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the people. Hello, the people. We the people. You the people. You the listening. People. You are valued and appreciated. And I see you. Do you have an outro or anything you want to say? I would say... Drink some water, for sure. You need that one. You need water. I would say take a moment to cherish how much you've, how far you've come. Because we, uh, even people, you know, it's hard to take breaks sometimes during the day, during the week, because you have so much to do. But take like two minutes, maybe five minutes to just sit down, take a little rest, breathe, and congratulate yourself. Because you've, you've survived a lot. And drink water. And that's it, my dudes. Have a great day. Be nice to each other out there.